Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk. Uh, this, this is going to be a good show today. i got a great gentleman on. I'm um, going to be my guest, um, Terry Jackson, and we're going to have a lot to discuss, and I'm going to get a great, some good um, advice from him, you know, and, you know, his opinion about certain things. But I want to definitely give a shout-out. I'm sure he'll talk more about it to his son, Terry Jackson Jr. Last week he had three TDs. He had two on offense and one on uh, defense and returning the um, interception. So we'll have Terry talk a little bit more about that. Are you there, Terry? I am here. Hey, how you doing today, Terry? I just want to say good to have you on the show. And um, just sitting down talking with you about football and things of life, you know, I just want to tell you, I learned a lot from you, you know, just, you know, on the field and off the field, you know, talking football and talking about just things of life or, you know, how you and your family are and just different things. I just want to thank you with that. Well, I appreciate that. And I, I learned a lot from you. You you were where I wanted to be at one point in time. So, you know, it's exciting every time I get a chance to sit down and talk with you and visit with you. Well, go ahead. Let's, um, we're going to tell about your son, Terry Jackson Jr., and what they got coming up this week and what has he been doing. Well, Terry's in uh, Casper, Wyoming. He goes to Kelly Walsh High School. And our crosstown rival is Natrona County uh, High School, and they play the Oil Bowl on Friday. Uh, and that game is a big game, isn't it, Terry? It is. It's a big crosstown rival game, and... NC looks pretty good. They they got some strong players and and a lot of talent. And we're looking kind of young and and slim and kind of small up front. But I think we're gonna gonna give them a game. Well, that's good. And like we say, you know, we've been working with Terry, and uh, he's been doing great things, you know, on the field, you know. So like we say, just keep up the good work, and everybody be out there watching. Terry, we have some great conversation and we have some great topics to talk about. So, you know, I know one of the topics is, is we always sit down and say, what's up with these different athletes, these kids that, you know, um, have these different home life and they're not getting support in the homes. What do you feel about that? Well, I feel that, you know, if you look at the percentage of kids that are, are successful, whether it's in sports, athletics, or, or life in general, um, it just it seems to be very low, and and I think that has a big uh, 
uh, you know, has a big effect not only on the kids but on our society as, as a whole. Um, you know, our, our, our kids don't seem to have the, the type of support that they need uh, a lot of times, and, and uh, they don't have that push, somebody to push them to, uh, to, to go to college or to do better the next game, you know. Um, and that, I think that hurts, that hurts our kids, and, and, and it shows, and at least it has here. It's, it's definitely shown in, in a lot of our kids that, that I see in our community. Well, Terry, where would where would that push come from? I know me and you talk about it. You think most people say the push should come from the, the parents, but or the coaches, or where does that push come from? Because a kid has to have something to strive for. I mean, you know, when we was growing up, you know, we was poor, and I always wanted to strive for. You know, I always say to get something better for my parents. But right. if the kids don't have the push of the parents or the coaches, where would that push come from? Well, a lot of times that push has to come from within. I mean. If you look at most, uh, and I'm going to say a majority of, of our professional athletes that we talk to, uh, Deion Sanders, uh, Michael Irvin, the Sharp brothers, I mean, if you if you look at what they really have to say, I mean, those kids came up just about as, as, as poor as anybody could, you know, but they found something within their life to drive them, to want to be successful, to accomplish a goal. And a lot of our kids... They don't have those goals because they're taken care of. Um, they, they don't have any struggles that they want to overcome, it seems, other than, you know, I want a new cell phone or, you know, I want a data package, uh, a smartphone, you know. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be real hard life struggles. I mean, and you and I talked about it, love, when we grew up. I mean, we were we were poor. We, we got free lunch at school. Uh, we walked to school in the cold, didn't have gloves, those kinds of things that you can look back on and say, man, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make it so that I don't have to be like that anymore or my parents can, can live better or, you know, I'm going to take care of somebody, you know. And they have those, those, those strives and, and goals to, uh, to look forward to and to shoot for. I don't see much of that with some of our kids today. Now, well, there's two, two questions I want to ask you. One is, what you're saying is they don't have to push and drive from the, the home and all like that, but what if the parent is doing that and that kid feel they're pushing them too much? And then, two, what happens to these kids when they don't have to push and they're just in the community doing nothing and their life could have been so much better? You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of times it's a catch-22. But, you know, speaking from experience, and, and, and I think you can relate to this as well, a lot of times our kids don't listen to us because... It's us. Right. Um, you can have a coach or another parent or somebody else saying the exact same thing that you did, and they're like, oh, it, it seems like the light bulb goes off. Um, it's it, it's got to be a balance. Um, you got to have, you know, you got to have something to strive for from home, from mom and dad pushing you. you got to have something from within as well. And, and you also got to have those, those other players and, and coaches you know, saying, looking out, saying, hey, you know, I know you can do better. Um, you, you did great. I mean, you know, you walk down the hallway, put your arm around a kid and say, you know, I really need you uh, to, tonight. You know, we, or we need you on this team. Or give, give the kids something to feel important about, some, some, some kind of self-worth. Because a lot of the kids don't have self-worth, you know. They don't feel like they're contributing or, or they can contribute. But 
it's up to our parents and it's up to our coaches to help make our kids feel important. And and today, I think more than anything, that's what you know that that that's what they need. They need to feel like okay, uh, somebody's counting on me, somebody's depending on me, and I'm going to try not to let them down. Give them something. Well, but you know, I mean, you talk about this, and I say, but. Why is that the kids don't listen to their parents? Because that's the one person you should listen to. Because if my parents are came to me, you know, say, hey, hey, well, I've done this, you know, you should listen. I'm going to listen, right? Because you know your parents going to tell you the truth, right? Right. But then you, you, you like you, say, you get somebody on the outside that's telling them, and they listen to more of that than the parents, you know? I know. And I don't know why that is. I, I don't have that magic answer. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they, they wrote a lot of parent books, but I don't think they, they had a bestseller yet. Um, I, I don't know. You know, that just seems to be the way it is. I remember, you know, I would I would tell Terry, you know, a lot of things um, as far as what he needed to do to be successful. But I never spoke on what I did. You know, mm-hmm. I never said what I had accomplished. And he just recently, last couple of years, when he got up to, to Kelly Walsh, he would talk to people who said, your dad's Terry Jackson? Oh, I remember when, you know, and I remember your dad doing this, and and your dad's this, that, and the other. Well, Terry would come home, and he would question me on it, and he would say, you never told me that, as if, if I would have known that about you, then I would have listened to you better, (laughs) you know, and it can't be one of those kinds of things, but that's just the way our kids are. What what about... uh that's a good advice because, you know, I see how you, you know, you don't tell him what you've done. You tell him how to do things, you know. And then for a kid to find out how you've done things, that's more better than you saying, hey, I used to be, you know what I'm saying? Right. So when they go and hear other people talk about it, they're like, whoa, you know. Yeah. And, and they're still going to come and question you, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. But what about, um, say, you know, uh, we got a lot to talk about, but what about with, with these kids, like we say, that, these great athletes, and we've seen, you know, we've seen different kids with that, like, ability that should go into the D1 and maybe should be in the league plan, you know, either some kind of ball, and they just fall to the wayside, you know, and then it would not be more of a drive when you know you have that, you know, to drive yourself to even push, you know, because I know when I was in my school, my, my coach was one pushing me to be, they'll push something else to be better. That made me work harder to prove yeah. them wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. My kids don't have that, you know, nowadays, and they're sitting around and working a seven-dollar $7 job, you know? Yeah, I know. It's. I think a lot of it is a self-esteem issue, James, and uh, I think that a lot of these kids don't really know what they have. Um, and, and, and people can tell them, and they can say, well, you know, you are a great athlete, and you can do this, and you can go here, and you can go there, but if you don't believe it within yourself, you know, you're, you're not going to go. You're not going to be successful. You have to believe. It's going to take more than me or you telling Terry about his talent and where he can go with it and where he can take it. If he doesn't believe that within himself, he's not going to take it anywhere. So right. a kid has to believe it, number one, for themselves. And number two, they have to have something to work for and strive for. Um, you know, and I hate to say this, but... But drugs and alcohol have, have played a very big, important role in, in a lot of our athletic and, and our kids, and I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, you know, these young guys, they get out, and, and, yeah, they're talented athletes, but they get to partying and, 
and stuff like that, and they see, well, hey, this is this is the life, you know. I get, you know, talk to a lot of girls, uh, get to drive a nice car. I, you know, this is all I need, and then it stops. They, they 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 stop. They don't take it anywhere else. So, I mean, there's there's all kind of factors you can you can factor in there, but I think the most important one is that the kids have to believe in themselves that they can do it. You know, because uh, if if they don't believe it, it's not going to do any any good for you to to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. At some point in time, they're going to have to learn and recognize for themselves that yeah, I got it. You know, I can do this. Well, for these kids to believe, like you said, it's going to take time. But what if it's too late? You know, what happens then? Well, a lot of times it's too late. I mean, you know, some 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 kids mature a little later than others. Um, uh, some have that. Some just have the stars have aligned and the planets are just right, circling, and everything just fits right in. You know, and they 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 go from one step to the next step. Some kids. It just doesn't never seem to get right, you know, whether it's uh, something holding them back, um, they get into trouble, or, you know, it's just so many different factors. But some kids can just can just see it and, and, and go to it and get it. But I, I think it's a, it's a combination of, of having, you know, your, your parents looking out for you and helping you all the way they can. You've got your coaches and teachers pushing you. Pushing also goes in the classroom too. You know, I think a lot of us forget we got athletic athletic talent, but you know, you you got to have something that goes along with that. And and uh, we can't forget about the classroom as well. You know, our teachers have to push these kids to you know let them realize, hey, you can do this. This math problem, it's not that hard. I'm get I am getting this algebra. You know, it's not that bad. But they've got to put in work as well. I mean, it's a it's an all around thing, in, in my opinion, love. It's like like you say, it's, it is all around thing, and it should start too in the classroom with the teachers, not only just on the field, but in the classroom with their work. You know, mm-hmm. you feel they can't, they're not good enough taking tests. That teacher should help them say, "Hey, you can do this." You know, right? And and, and that's what we got to do with these kids now. We're athletes, you know. We gotta, you might have to, you know, take their yeah. hand and go to class. You know. Mm-hmm. We yeah. might need that push, you know. Yeah. Because you got to look at most kids now. Like everything they use for me, you talk about. They got a PlayStation. When we was growing up, we was yeah. all in the street playing football and all like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. We were making a sandwich in the house with two pieces of bread and a bun. We weren't going to eat all every day, you know. Right. I know it. It wasn't, Mama, go get me this. Mama, would you bring me back that? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Excuse me. You know, Terry, we'll take a break, and then when we come back, we'll talk more about this, about, you know, what's going on in our athlete today's world. Okay. So this is James Levin, host of Levin Sports Talk. I got Terry Jackson, my guest. flagship station for sports voice america sports do you feel the need for speed whatever your addiction nascar indycar nhra formula one or even lawnmower racing pit pass usa has got you covered larry henry here host of pit pass usa i put my 30 plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work 
to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Hibbert. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstand10football.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football is Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk, and I have my guest Terry Jackson on the line. You feel that, Pete? I am. That's good, that's good. Well, Terry, you know, I want to get into another part of, you know, since we're talking about athletes and parents and coaches. You know, I know I watched a couple of games of high school ball. I've been watching, you know, college and pro. You know, like I said, man, you said I discussed the different things, but coaches seem to change nowadays in high school. It's like they're not coaching the kids. They're just about when. They're not teaching the fundamental. Why are we changed with these kids? Well, I think the coaches are coaching. I think they're just coaching their way, and I don't necessarily know that that their way is the best way. Uh, let's just say that. <laughs> um, I think that you know when you get to a, a level, and, and and I will take our school for instance. Um, you have a few bad seasons, and we get in a new coach, and they want to win, and that's that's what's important is winning. I think that a lot of times we can take that way out of context by the way we coach and by the way we teach our kids. Um, I think that uh, you still have to stay with fundamentals. You have to start there, and and, and you've got to start from ground up. Um, And I think at this level, our coaches may expect a little bit too much from our kids, I think they may expect them to have um, more knowledge than they actually do, and we spend more time on putting in offenses or putting in defenses, 
and not actually teaching kids what they need in order to be successful in the positions that they're put in, uh, from offensive tackle to, to you know, defensive end, uh, running back to receiver to, to defensive back. Uh, for every position, there's just a 100,000 things to teach and to learn. And I think, you know, our coaches might get in a hurry to win, and a lot of the fundamentals that, that still need to be taught might go by the wayside. That's, again, my opinion, but that's kind of what I I see. Well, there's two things I want to actually tell you. So what, what I'm trying to get from you, what I'm saying is, by having these losing seasons before, the coaches come in here trying to win right away instead of coaching the fundamentals. Well, I think that has a lot to do with it. I think they feel that there's pressure on them and they want to turn things around. Um, so they'll come in with a different philosophy and they'll they'll try to ingrain it and then ingrain it when when possibly there may not be much wrong other than that. Other than, you know, we need to get back to basics and let's teach basic football. Um, I, I think you can put in too many complex things uh, on offense and defense to where, you know, you kind of forget to, to teach the basic fundamentals of, of what this defense or what this offense is supposed to do and where we exactly we want to go with it, you know, um, from blocking schemes to uh, to defensive schemes. Um, I, I think that has a has a lot to do with it. And, and, and like I said, you know, I worked out with some kids, and they didn't know the basic fundamental when you catch the ball, you tuck it, look it in. Those type of things to win your game and lose your game. But I'm saying win your game is when they try to strip the ball. You fundamentals. You're gonna win games if you know your fundamentals. But if you don't know that, you don't know to put the ball away. Somebody gonna strip you a fumble and lose the game. Absolutely. So, and it was surprising to me that these kids didn't even know that. And I was taught that when I was, you know. Yeah. So it's like they skipping over all these things, and then that's why these kids are making mistakes. And you right. can't get mad right. at them for making mistakes that they haven't been taught. Yeah. Well, fortunately enough, love, you have you are speaking from experience because, you know, you've been down here for a little while. You work with a few kids, and you've seen it. You know, just like you're speaking on it now. Um, when you find a kid that's talented, and let's let's just take Terry Jr. for instance. Terry was taught all those things. You know, um, I taught him those things. I'm assuming his other coaches as well taught him those things. But I don't know that to be for certain because, you know, I wasn't at every practice. But, you know, when, when we've played basketball and we've thrown the ball around and played football, I've coached him. Uh-huh. You know, and I've coached him by coaching him the fundamentals of, of the game, from dribbling and passing to, to catching, you know, and, and passing the football. I mean, it's those simple, simple things. So at this at this level of football, high school, uh, at least for this region down here in, in Wyoming, um, I've seen a lot of kids that just don't have the basic fundamentals, from whether it's footwork to, like you saw, looking the ball into your hands, tucking the ball away, you know, those simple, simple things. Um, they don't have it. And at this level... Um, you know, you, you should have some of those things. If, if, if the coaches have these kids for two weeks, two-a-day practices, and then another week before the game starts, they've had them almost a month. And if, if, you're, if your offensive line do, don't know how to block, I can't blame that on the kids. 
You know, if 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 your receiver's dropping every pass, you you can't necessarily blame that on the kids. You know, um, that's that's the way I'm I'm seeing things right now. I think our coaches have have a lot to uh, to do with that, and 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 I think they could do a better job of getting back to basics and, and teaching fundamentals. Well, Terry, like I was saying, like you said, you coach Terry Jackson Jr. A lot of people ain't as fortunate as you, you know, as Terry, to have you, you know, to be there. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Terry don't know how fortunate he have you to, to sit there and tell you those things and, and work with you because, like you say, if these coaches ain't coaching, and where are they going to get it from? they got to get it from either, you know, the parent, right? Right. Because if the coaches ain't teaching them the fundamental, then the parent has to go out there. And, like, and most parents don't do that like yeah. you. So he should take his hat off to you to even just to have time to even just go and say, hey, this is how you can, this is how you dribble, this is what, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he should be like, hey, you know, that's something I'm not getting on the field from the person I'm supposed to get it from, but not right. getting it from my dad, you know, so that's something. That, but what happens, Terry, and I still keep asking you this one, you don't have you, Terry Jackson, to, to teach his son, you know, this thing he ain't getting taught, you know. Is it the kid telling just a waste? Because that's what seems to be happening, right? Because once you get to college, if they make it, because if these coaches don't give them the coaching they need, no other team going to look at them, right? Right. And and unfortunately, we don't we don't have a lot of kids from here that go to Division One schools or go on farther to play football or basketball. Uh, some do. Some go to smaller schools and or, or, you know or junior colleges, but. I know that uh it would make a it would make a great difference if if um some of our kids were able to make it with some help from the coaches you know um and and it's got to start you got to start getting in these kids' head you know you you have to know your kids and I know it seems to be a long time, but it doesn't seem to be a long time to me. It seems just like yesterday, but you know it's been over twenty some years. Things have changed so drastically. I remember my coach Staffolino. I was a junior in high school, and um, I played a little varsity. I played a couple of series of varsity when I was a sophomore. And to get that experience was like, wow. You know, I'm coming from ninth grade to tenth grade, and I played a little bit of uh, sophomore, not much, a couple of games, and then played JV. But to get in the varsity game, whoa, you know. And it's kind of overwhelming. Well, my coach knew I wasn't ready to be on a a varsity football team. He knew that. How did he know that? Because he knew me. You know, he knew I hadn't had that experience. I hadn't had that coaching yet. And I remember my junior year, um, actually I think it was toward the end of my sophomore year, he came to me, put his arm around my shoulder. We were walking down the hallway. And uh, Coach Staff said, hey, he says, you're going to be my running back next year. He said, are you ready? I said, yeah. I smiled. You know, I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. He says, no, are you listening? I said, yeah. He said, are you ready? And he would always say, huh, after every time he said something. <laughs> it was funny, like as if he didn't hear you. You know, so he would say, Gary, are you ready? Huh? And i say, yeah. He'd say, huh? <laughs> you know, but... Right. Something as simple as that, preparing these kids for the next year or what 
you already know is upcoming, and you, you, you've right. foreseen this, you know, something as simple as that makes a big difference to these kids. You know, it gives them some kind of self-worth. Give them something to look forward to, something to think about, you know. Next year, I'm going to be playing, you know. And for me, I think that that did uh, that did me a world of good, you know. Um, I was a junior playing with upperclassmen. Um, I was one of the only juniors that, that actually started uh, as, a, as a junior. And, uh, I mean, that... It just gives you that much self worth. It gives you, you know, confidence. You got your coach sitting here telling, telling you what you can do, you know, what he's going to be expecting of you, and it just gives you something to look forward to. You got it in your mind, and you, you know, you can see great things happening, and you just go for it. I think we're missing a lot of that nowadays. I, I, I think we're missing a whole lot of that with our kids now. Um, but like I said, to me, it's just like yesterday. <laughs> and like you say, you said your coach knew you. You know what I'm saying? Knew he was ready. You know these coaches. You know they they're not working with the kids, so they don't know they're ready. And they gonna throw them in that spot, and the kids don't know nothing. You know, and yeah. that's not fair to the kid because now he was a talent in the wrong spot or the wrong. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, uh, and for a young kid like that, they don't they don't understand. You know? No, they don't. When they make a mistake, they don't understand why they're making that mistake, you know? Right. And then it doesn't do you any good to, to scream and holler at the kids. I mean, you know, coaching goes farther than, than, than the practice, you know? It goes a lot farther than that. And, and I think if, if more of our coaches understood that, and by no means am I, am I dogging our coaches or anything like that, but and I'm just speaking on what I see in my experience, but when... When a player jumps off sides or he runs a bad route, the ball gets intercepted, you know, you don't take a kid off the field screaming and hollering at him and grabbing his helmet and, and everything. Now's the time to start coaching. You agree with that, Love? Right, I agree. Now's the time to start coaching. You take that kid and say, hey, this was the route you were supposed to run. This is how you were supposed to do that, you know. Hey, you got to think. We can't jump off sides, but go get in there. And get the ball back for us, okay? Give them some, you know, something to to feel okay about. Okay, give me some determination. I made a mistake, but I'm going to make up for it, coach. Yeah. And you know, if a coach was to say that to me, that's the coach I want to play for. I'm going to get in there and work until I can get the ball back, yeah. you know, or I'm going to do it perfect the next time. You know, you you can't forget those players out there that sit and make a mistake and. You know, they're already feeling down and feeling bad, and then you just beat them down more by, by hooting and hollering at them. Now's the time to start coaching, you know, because it's not you. It's them out there. It's those kids out there. It's their time. You know, you, you want to help them be successful. Hold that thought, Tech. we got to take them on the break. When okay. we come back, I want you to elaborate on that a little bit more, and I have a story, too, to tell you about that, too, so... But we'll be right back. Um, I'm Terry Jackson as my guest. And this is Dave Lovett. Folks, they love that sports talk. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Looking for a great sports show from a kid's point of view? Look no further than Speaking of Sports. We've got the stats, scores, and inside news on what's happening all over the sports world. It's all hard-hitting, can't-miss action from your point of view. You'll hear different perspectives, opinions, and predictions from the fans and experts. Tune in to Speaking of Sports every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Miss just one minute of this show and you've missed out. Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk, and I have my guest, Terry Jackson, on the line. Terry, you was talking about, you know, when coaching starts, you know, and I said I had a, a, a little story. Uh, you know, Sean Williams coached freshman uh, football, and um, he had ran a play to his tight end, and the tight end was wide open, and he dropped it. Uh-huh. So, you know, after the game, you know, uh, Sean asked me, hey, how did I do? I said, well, one, um, I said, I would have came right back to that kid because you got to still build his confidence. He might have dropped it, but that's like you say when coaching starts. Get that kid confident back. Right. You know, you go, I would have went right back to him. That's what I would have did as coaching because, you know, he's young. He, he's, you know, he's going to feel if you don't come back to him ever again, that, man, I can't catch the ball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We all drop ball. We make mistakes. But, you know, my coaching, I would have went right back to him. You know, Absolutely. same play. You know, do you agree on that or no? Oh, I definitely agree. Love at this level in football, um, there's not, there, there shouldn't be one more team that much more talented than the other team. They're all sixteen, seventeen year old kids, and if you're teaching them fundamentals and the right way to play football, yeah, you might get beat, but they're not going to be blowouts. You know, because. At this level, in this age, there isn't, there, there shouldn't be a, a team that is head and shoulders above another team in the division, in my opinion. If you're teaching fundamental football, you know, Terry, you I got to, um, you, you have to get those cats. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. 
How are you doing, Kat? Good. How are you? Really good. Well, me and Terry, we're talking about athletes today and teaching kids fundamental. And I want you to call in, too, to get a lady point of um, how athlete sports and athletes are doing. You know, what are you, your take on that? I guess I ask it again. I'm sorry you cut out. Oh, I'm sorry. I wanted to get to a point on, like, a women's point of view, a lady sports, too, of how the athletes are not being taught the fundamental of um, sports today. Well, my little brother plays baseball in Sheridan, and um, because it's a smaller community, I mean, there's not a lot of coaching perspective from that. You know, they don't get that big town perspective on how to coach these kids, um, the actual fundamentals of sports. I mean, they're doing the best they possibly can to teach them how to play, but, I mean, these small-town kids don't get the opportunity um, to learn and to get the competition and that type of stuff. I don't know. Um, I feel sorry for my little brother because he has so much potential and he could have so much potential, but because he's being coached by these smaller end and sm- like small town parents, basically, um, he's just not getting the same opportunities as like someone that was maybe from Phoenix or wherever. Um, I guess, I don't know. That's, <laughs> basically an example. <laughs> Why is that, Terry? She said the well, same thing we talked about. Well, I think, you know, uh, the level of competition is also a factor in that as well. Uh, just like she said, um, they're coming from smaller towns or smaller communities and stuff. You're not going to see a kid that's, you know, that's head and shoulders above, that's got things all squared away necessarily and, and, and be able to go up against that kid. You know, basketball is a little bit different, um, but even then, you just don't have the uh, the pool out there of 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 top athletic kids to go up against as well. And I think that's part of Wyoming's problem that they've had in the last couple of years with the university is they just don't have as large of a pool to pull from, and all these Wyoming students want to come here because it's school is so great and has such a low financial burden and it's hard because they want to get an actual team together and still support the Wyoming residents. It's it's kind of terrible that you can't get people in here to teach these kids and have them have the same opportunity as maybe someone in California, Texas type situation. Um, they're doing really good this year, and I'm praying for them, but we'll see. Let me ask you, um, Terry, first, and then you, Kat. Terry, and we talked about that. Why isn't the University of Wyoming taking athletes from, you know, Casper and Douglas and all that? Why? When you want the kids that grew up here to come and play for you? Yeah, uh, love, I think that's a million-dollar question. Um, I, I don't know why. Uh, I, I can count. Two kids that I know of when I was when I was coming up that went to the University of Wyoming on scholarships, but that's it. Um, I'm I'm not quite sure. I don't I don't know if it's um, you know they they want to save some of those scholarships for some outstanding kids somewhere else, and and they want the Wyoming kids to to walk on and play for them. Um, I, I'm just not quite sure. I feel like it goes back to what we were talking about just a few minutes ago. It's the same thing. It's just the way that 
Wyoming, their kids come up. Like, they don't have the same opportunities and the same training camps and all that type of stuff when they're younger. Therefore, their players, in maybe some people's minds, aren't adequate enough to maybe get a scholarship. Um, in my opinion, I think that's false. Um, we have great talent in Wyoming, and it's kind of sad that they don't look in our Wyoming schools, like Casper and Natrona and stuff like that. It's kind of depressing. Absolutely. I, I wish they would. I mean, there's no doubt that some of these kids are going to need a little coaching or a little up to speed, but, I mean, we've had some magnificent athletes. I say magnificent, but we, we've had some great athletes come through that with a little work, um, those coaches put a little time in. Um, right, they, a little they, TLC. They Absolutely. <laughs> they would be outstanding. But you know, Cass and, and Terry, y'all fan that and all like that, but when when the kids from Wyoming, you know, you look at them and say, you know, they got great talent like that, they get overlooked. But right. what do you do? I mean, like you say, you can't do nothing about it. Like I was telling you, Terry, you got to almost sit there as a parent, get your film out of your kid on your own, right? Yeah. Right. It, there's 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 a number of things you got to do. You got to work just as hard as they are uh, on the field, and, and hopefully things are going to come out great, you know, so that you have something to show. Um, because that that seems to be the only recourse. I mean, I think I think our, our our coaches could do a little bit better job of getting these kids some recognition and calling and talking to some coaches and stuff when they see kids that have uh, you know athletic talent. I mean, you know when when there's a kid that could could go to the University of Wyoming. Uh, and it, it doesn't take much for you to, to make a call. I mean, they have coaching conferences and different things like that where you, you get to come down and, and, and mingle with uh, coaches from Wyoming and everything. You know, everybody can exchange information. Those those coaches will call and ask, I'm sure. Uh, and I think our coaches need to do a little bit better job of that, you know, preparing these kids for what could be ahead. You know, if, if you want to play football, uh, I can help you out. You know, if you want a scholarship to play basketball, let me show you what it is that you're going to need to do in order to accomplish that, you know, and I can help you out. Yeah, and not only, like, even the red shirters, like, get them more prepared in order to play. Like, kids that sit in red shirt for two years and they're continuously sitting on the bench, that's not helping them out at all. Mm-mm. And Wyoming kids that walk on, I feel like they get overlooked even when they're walking onto that team. It's just, it's, Sad. Yeah. Well, Cass, and you, you, you didn't hear what me and Terry talked about earlier. You came right in and was saying the same thing we were. That's amazing because everybody must feel that same way in Wyoming because, you know, well, Cass and then Terry, maybe you could help her. What if her brother not getting exposure in what he did and then his talent get wasted? What can they do and what can, you know, you know, you say to her, you know? Well, <clears throat> the, the only thing that, that, that you can do as you know a sibling or a parent is is to get that name out there as best you can um you know get them some exposure uh whatever that might be um you know the more people you know the better off you are you know they always say uh it's not what you know it's who you know and and that's sad but sometimes that's what it seems to be but if somebody can 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 get that name out there and get some exposure you know, I, I, I think that might help things, um, but there isn't, constant, there isn't much to say. And just constant support from everyone in order to just let those kids know we're thinking about them, too. I mean, you may not be able to do a big difference, but that means a lot for you to 
be there and supporting them and rooting them on and keep yeah. pushing them in the right direction. Absolutely. It almost seems like we're Congress people and, and, and somebody has to write in or we're governors and, and the people of the state have to write in and say, hey, this is what we want, you know, look at this. Right. <laughs> what, are your, what are your chances at that? Right. Kath, are you, uh, like, are your family members giving your brother coaching and all like that? No, actually, I'm the oldest of um, three. My younger brother actually plays sports in Colorado. My sister um, is just going to the university. But like every other student, we always are cheering them on. And it looks really good when we've got these Wyoming-born students that are actually up there playing for the team. Um, one of our friends, Austin Woodward, came up to play football and he got redshirted and just got discouraged. And it was really sad because he ended up quitting the team this year. And um, he could have been a great football player. I mean, it's just depressing when you have to watch these kids go through these months and months of training and um, for nothing. I mean, they get discouraged and give up and it's just kind of sad. Um, being from Sheridan, I mean, we barely, very rarely had kids that were recruited, and when we did, it was a huge honor. And to see them not even get the ability or the, you know, to play, it's it's sad. You know, again, I, I think, uh, not, not to mean to cut you off, but I think that that's, in my opinion, that's a reflect on our coaches, that I, that our university here does not recruit from from here, I, right. I think that's a I think that's a black mark on our coaches. I totally agree with you, guys. You know um, what? We, I went we to don't... Casper College for two years, and it was amazing because being from like a little community college, most of our basketball players were from completely different places. Yeah. And it's a community college in Wyoming, and they can't even recruit some of the kids that played high school basketball in Wyoming. It was yeah. really sad, and there's a lot of talent, especially in basketball in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Well, I know when I came here with Wyoming, they recruited us from a jury college. And when I got on the team, it was like everybody from California, here and there. I'm like, where are the people from Wyoming, you know? Yeah, they went out and got. They went out and got everybody from everywhere. I mean, we had to win the season, but I think that's what they feel. You know, they go out and get all these other athletes from them, and they're gonna win. But you got to sit back and look at what's you know, like they say, you know, look at your own household first, right? Right. Right. You know, and they should. And like I said, there are great athletes. You know, by me and being here, you know, before and seeing some athletes, and me, you talk about that, Terry, and like you said, Cass. These athletes go by the wayside. You know, it's sad that, he, like you say, Kat, that way through the football, but that's what's beginning to happen. You know, these people are wasting their careers and they're sitting up working in a bar at a, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And so, what is it? I mean. I don't know. I think it's like a mental, I don't know. I just, it's, it's like he said, that's a million dollar question. There's, you can't really answer it because. It's all a matter of opinion and people's names and everything else. Like, you can't just tell these coaches, you have to recruit from Wyoming. Because it's also in the back of the head, like, we want to have a good team, so I'm going to recruit kids that I think is going to make a good team. But at the same time, like you said, love, these kids are going by the wayside. 
um, there's a lot of talent that just gets lost and forgotten about. And, right, and, and, and Terry, like you said, your son is the number one athlete ever come out of the and the number two athlete cast is sitting looking at the door. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's a waste of talent. Am I right, Terry Cass? Somebody help me with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. You're right, love. And I'm I'm hoping we can break the mold. You know, I, I think that we're doing all we can uh, for Terry to be successful. Um, I would love nothing more than, than to see him down there um, playing and, and, and learning and getting get coached good. Um, Most certainly. And that way I, I we would be able to come down and, 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 and see him, you know. Um our other option is, is who knows. I mean, he could he could go somewhere else, but um, I would hope that he he is talented enough and, and would have shown enough to uh, to be at least considered or, or looked at. Right. I mean, you know, a question is both of you guys. I mean, you know, you can go first, Cass or Terry, but what can we do to help young athletes come up today, you know? What 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 advice would you give? I mean, if you seeing like your brother Cass, if you didn't know your brother, and you seeing that he ain't getting the proper coaching, what advice would you give him? And then Terry, you go because I know Terry. When you talk about so much, you know. Okay. Well, go ahead, Cass. I know that my brother is getting amazing coaching, but there's been a time when he was wrestling in Sheridan, and the coaches looked at him as him being a 12-year-old kid and asked him to come wrestle with the high school kids. Um, basically, they just need to get themselves out there. They need to take or go to as many um, camps type things that they possibly can. Um, I don't know. It's frustrating because Caden went to um, Colorado to get better wrestling training just because there's a higher level of competition there. And it's it goes back to the whole, it's kind of depressing. In Wyoming, we don't have these things out there for the kids to get better. But that's what I would suggest. Just get yourself out there. Get your name out to those camps. Call um, all the coaches you think you want to go play for. I mean, do everything you possibly can to get your name on the books so they start looking at you. And give them a reason to look at you, you know? Mm. Well, I'm going to go back to and put the responsibility back on the adults. Um, uh, you can't blame a kid for nothing, can you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? That's kind of true. That is true. I, 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 I mean, think we, as adults and coaches, we have to go back to ground zero and, and start teaching these kids the right way. Uh, we got to teach them the fundamentals so that Things stay with them throughout, and and we will produce better athletes. Now I'm not going to say we've got, you know, uh, a great athletic pool to choose from. I'm not going to say that, but at the same time, we do have some great athletes, and those athletes have been overlooked and, and haven't been considered. Um, and I, and I think a, a lot of that has to do with 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 our coaches and, and put the responsibility back where I think it belongs um, on the field and on the court, you know, and and in the classroom as well. Um, our kids have to uh, learn the fundamentals, stay with it, and they have to be taught right, the right way. You know, uh, don't let these kids overlook drills and, and just run the drills the way they want to run them, and then call it good and say we did it. Make the kids do the drills right. You know, I can't yeah. say how many times I've seen, you know, before practice. Okay, we're going to break up offensive linemen here, running backs and receivers over there, and then go through the motions. You can't go through the motions. 
Because if you go through the motions too many times, things just become, you know, they, they, they become dead. Oh, we got to do this again. Well, you're doing those drills for a reason. You know, you want to do the drills right because those are the things that are going to help you be successful. You know, if, if you're going to line up to do the drill, don't go through the motions. Do it right. And our coaches have a responsibility to make these kids do it right, to show these kids the right way. So I'm going to put it back on the, on the coaches and say we've got to go back from ground zero and start teaching our kids a better way, the right way. I would totally agree with that. Um, going back to that whole teaching them the right way, don't let them develop bad habits so that it's harder for them later in life, you know, later in their careers. Um, make them do it. That's exact, I would totally agree with that. Well, and like you say, uh, it goes for, like Terry saying, from the coaches, but like you say, Cassie's bad habits, you know, because, like I said, I've seen kids senior, and they got uh, bad habits. I'm like, God, you got this habit as a senior. God, what happened to the years before when you were a junior, sophomore, freshman, and all that, you know? And they think it's okay to make those bad habits. They're just going through the motions instead of doing it right. Because I think all it is is it's them just been taught to win, right, Terry? Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, it goes back to what we started on is, you know, we want to win now, we want to change this program around, and this is how we're going to do it, you know, different philosophies and, and stuff like that instead of just going back to the basics and saying, okay, we're going to play hard-nosed football, um, we're going to play basic basketball, uh, or whatever the situation may be, and let's just get back to the fundamentals and do what we do but we're going to do it right. We're going to do it well. Yeah. Kath, well, you know, Terry, yeah. Kath, we got four minutes till we close the show. I went through our break because we were doing so good. But, you know, I'm going to give you two minutes, Terry, to talk, and then you two minutes, Kath. So, you know, you want to go first, Kath? I'm sorry. I said, we'll give you two minutes to go ahead and talk. You know, you're talking to anybody out there, women's sports, men's sports, just your opinion on something. Um... I haven't really been watching. I, I mean, you know how much I work love, so I've yeah. been kind of just catching bits and pieces of everything. So I don't know if you can ask me about. I don't know. I'm, that's as bad, like bad, that you pulled me on the show today because I was like, oh, I didn't even catch this weekend's football. It's terrible. <laughs> well, I tell you what, guys, root for the Cowboys. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, this, I have to clean my house today because there's tons of people coming into town for this Nebraska game. It's pulling everyone in, and I'm rooting for them. I think that um, we put on our marquee yesterday that uh, it's going to be an upset. We're going to take them down, I think. We'll I see. They're playing awesome right now. All right, Terry, you got it. Take us out of the show. What do you say? <laughs> All right, what I say is uh, uh, kudos to all our kids and, and all our parents and coaches. We need to we need to just stay on them and stay with them um, because they're only going to learn what we teach them. And uh, my Dallas Cowboys love, we got to go there. I heard you on the show. I'm not going to let you get away with it. You said my Cowboys are not going to make the playoffs. My quarterback, now you have to say this, my quarterback fractured his rib. He was out for, I don't know, two, three series. He comes back in and wins the football game. 
Is the is Tony Romo the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys? You know what? When you play her like that, win a game, I will say yes. <laughs> oh goodness! I got to cheer for the Cowboys. You got to cheer for the Eagles. So remember, right. I'm saying this under protest. Cowboys are great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know about great, but we're working on it. Well, I like to get out there. Everybody watch Terry Jackson Jr. this Friday night at Castle College against uh, NC. It should be a great game. And thank you for being on, Cass. Thank and you thank for you. inviting me. You're welcome. And thank you, Terry, again for being thank on. Thank you, love. Uh, this is James Loving. We're hosting another Loving That Sports Talk. And tune in next week. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.